happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career. For your family. For your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart uh, and about what we like to call the crumbles in here. And a key aspect of the crumbles is the uh, ongoing resurgence of fascist political parties and politicians in the United States and elsewhere. And today we're going to be talking about about one of said fascists, a fellow you might have heard of named Ron DeSantis. Pudding, Um, Pudding Ron... Yeah, Puddin' Ron, old DeSanctimonious. Now, Garrison, you've got a banger of an episode written out here. I'm looking at your script right now. It's beautiful. Right before we get into it, I do want to give an update on a past subject if it could happen here. Lord Miles Rutledge. For those of you who may not have caught that episode, Lord Miles is a British man who went to Afghanistan to hang out uh, and got caught up in the Taliban's, you know, victory in that war and then turned himself into a danger travel influencer visiting <laughs> in danger dangerous place going to war zones going to ukraine and like making it about him um yeah he went back to afghanistan uh because it really was better for his social media following than the, any of the other places he went uh bragged about breaking laws including faking his visa and then got arrested and has been radio silent for about the last five months now a lot of people have wondered is Lord Miles dead? That he like die in custody, and the Taliban are trying to keep it a secret. But worry no longer, friends. Uh, today, his account posted: "This is a friend of Lord Miles to give an update. Four months in Taliban custody. He's treated very well. Has several servants. Loads of movies on his laptop. Goes on picnics and has tea with the <laughs> Taliban cabinet government. He still loves <laughs> Afghanistan. And then Don't. there's a photo of him giving the thumbs up. Doubt." So he's not yeah. he's not dead, guys. He's in a nice Taliban farm upstate. Upstate, he gets yeah. To, he gets yeah. to run all he wants, you know, wide open fields. He's super happy. <laughs> Infinite tennis ball. <laughs> uh, it's really funny. One of his 
all of these people are so fucking brain brain poisoned. But like a big part of Miles, he was like trying to also be kind of a right wing influencer. Uh, He was doing this like anti woke. The Taliban is awesome and like actually kind of good guys because they they don't like believe in the woke agenda. And one of his friends after this message got posted, like messaged his account, be like, hey, Taliban, if you're the guys that have like captured him, we really want him back. I'll pay a ransom. Like, I know this is probably just a misunderstanding because you guys are on our side on the anti woke war. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, I'm sure the Taliban cares yeah. about the woke culture war facing America. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what they're. That's what's. They're all about that shit. Uh-huh. Good work, guys. I'm sure they tune into Sean Hannity every night. Oh, yeah. so funny. So funny. Anyway, <laughs> that dude dead is dead as hell. Look, I'm not saying that to gloat. I'm just saying that that motherfucker's dead as hell. I'm saying it to gloat. I don't care. What a prick. He's dead. He deserved it. <laughs> many, many people have died in Afghanistan, and it's been a tragedy. This one, less eh. so. Anyway, Garrison, please yes. continue. All right. So we, we, we're going to return to this podcast being your number one source for slightly homoerotic fascist memes. Once again, mm-hmm. that, that was how we pitched it to iHeartRadio. Yeah, it was millions. <laughs> Explaining the homoerotic fascist yeah. memes. A lot of people talking internet. about fascists these days, but none of them are homoerotic. Um, so on the on the last day of Pride Month, DeSantis's campaign shared a, a ad that's been described as bizarre and mystifying, um, <laughs> where he peddles a whole bunch of pretty, pretty extreme, like, homophobia um he attacks trump for 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 previous statements that trump has made um regarding lgbtq rights and then the video kind of transitions and we see basically a a, a version of what's we're, what we're going to call fash wave and i'm, I'm going to explain all of these terms here in this episode but we, we're, we're seeing kind of a resurgence of a political meme style that was popular years ago it's kind of laid dormant the past year or so for reasons that we will uh, very soon discuss um but a whole bunch of both conservatives and liberals are kind of uh, not really sure how to take this ad shared by the DeSantis campaign and and are ill-equipped to understand what the fuck is going on. But luckily, I am equipped because I spent my, uh, my teen years uh, in Telegram chats watching this meme style develop. So, Proud of you, buddy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> in, in the Telegram trenches once again. All right. So uh, the, the, the first image of DeSantis, when it flashes to this other kind of weird, more like bizarre editing style, has him with like these uh, these uh, blue or red, like glowing eyes. And this is going to be something that we're is going to be a recurring trend that we're going to be talking about in this episode. These like these like glowing laser eye type things. So we're going to start with this because this is actually one of the one of the most common traits of Fashwave, and we've seen this be adopted by multiple politicians in the past. And most most people probably like don't know what the fuck this is. Like, is this like a Superman thing? Like, what what the fuck is this? So, laser eye memes started in the early 2010s, uh, originally referencing video games like Mass Effect Two and other like sci-fi and superhero media. People like Superman or anyone with like laser eyes is is also like a, a, a is, is like a cultural touchstone for this sort of thing. The laser eyes usually represent like a figure growing in power. So when 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 someone has laser eyes in a meme, it's like they are they are they are gaining power, they're gaining security. Um, 
the the original caption for the early laser eye memes was assuming direct control which was also just a video game reference so again so it would it would have someone with like glowing glowing laser eyes and text that says like assuming control or assuming direct control so this was this was this was this was popping off in like the early 2010s um, around the same time, synthwave and vaporwave were gaining traction as both like nostalgic musical microgenres and a mimetic visual style, featuring neon, glitchy, kind of 80s retro computer aesthetics mixed with traditional Greco-Roman sculpture for a variety of reasons, which we'll touch on. But uh, vaporwave had influences from video games, cyberpunk, anime. And it was it was relatively popular as a microgenre in like the 20 teens, and throughout the 20 teens, both the laser eye memes were steadily growing in popularity on places like Reddit and 4chan, alongside the rise of vaporwave and its kind of surrealist nostalgia-laden aesthetics focused on highlighting the comfort and unfulfilled promises of the internet of yesteryear. Um, and this this like nostalgic surrealist aesthetic was prime bait for easy co-option uh, into the reactionary meme variant dubbed Fashwave, which soon became kind of the de facto aesthetic of the then burgeoning alt-right. Glowing laser eyes on various fascistic political figures became a staple of Fashwave during the rise of the alt-right around 2016 to 2018. I actually kind of like Vaporwave. I think it's maybe a bit overplayed now, um, and it is, certainly is frustrating how much it was kind of taken over by uh, by reactionaries because actual vaporwave is almost actually like anti capitalistic in a, in a, in a few ways. It's it's kind of it's kind of criticizing the disposableness of like modern consumerist culture um, using like forgotten eighties uh, technology and like software and that kind of stuff. So I'm looking at two of my little vaporwave images here in the script. And it does some of some of the little like ways that the images are broken up makes it look kind of like like old internet pop up ads back when they had like clearly defined borders and X's and weren't just like overtaking your entire screen and you had no way to close them. But you know what does kind of overtake your entire viewing experience via an ad? It's it's podcast advertising because it's going to go straight into your ears. And there's no way to X out. You have to you have to suffer through the ad. Unless you unless you figured out that you can uh, press a, a button that makes you go forward thirty seconds. Anyway, anyway, uh, here is here is our beloved our beloved sponsors who fund such vital research that I that I'm doing for this episode. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Anyway, the rise of the alt-right. This is kind of where, where Fashwave is both like getting the name Fashwave and also, you know, it's becoming a, a larger problem because there's more Nazis walking around. So after the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, the alt-right went through a sort of split between the more Trumpian adherents who made up large parts of the then-dubbed alt-light, a term we don't really use it very much anymore, um, and then this this kind of other section, which had more of the like accelerationist neo-Nazis who were starting to congregate on the messaging app Telegram. And then we have groups kind of like the Proud Boys are like in between. They're kind of Trumpian. They're also also like more fashy, but they're not like really full skull mask usually. Some would some would adopt that aesthetic later on, but that's kind of due to this cultic milieu that's starting to develop on Telegram. So a fash wave largely followed the self-proclaimed fascists, so it too became the central visual style of the uh, of the burgeoning network of militant accelerationist telegram channels, uh, which would eventually be, be dubbed Terrorgram, uh, terror as in terrorist. And this was combining with a whole bunch of weird factors around 2018, 2019, including the Boogaloo Boys, which Robert has written about at length before. Um, it's uh, and it was also uh, influenced by the Iron March forums and like the Skull Mask Network with groups like Adam Waffen and the Base. Who they were all yeah, kind the, of the I- Iron March forums are like the boomers of Nazi internet people. Yeah, not yeah. quite the boomers. Maybe the Gen X. Probably the Gen X, yeah, the, probably yeah closer, very right? much yeah. the Gen X. <laughs> yeah. The forum generation. There's a generation of people yeah, who had yeah. forums before yeah. social media was a it's, thing. It's Nazi something awful, right? It's yeah. we're not quite into the chans yet. Yeah, and and after Iron March kind of collapsed, a whole bunch of these weird accelerationists were starting to all congregate on Telegram, um, and and this is where we see kind of fash wave develop into a much more overt apocalyptic and a doomer focus the 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 hauntology inspired nostalgic reflections on the false promises of techno capitalism that were already present in vaporwave were ripe ground for the addition of like return to tradition style reactionary fascism do you want to explain hauntology if people aren't familiar yeah uh hauntology is a I mean, it started as a term, which then developed into a musical genre, but it's, it's, it's similar uh, to Vaporwave. It's about kind of looking back on the unfulfilled promises of the past that we were like promised as a culture that then never yeah. came to place. But these promises still kind of follow us. They kind of like haunt us. Um, yeah. Hauntology is a big reason why liminal spaces got popular because of early 90s and uh, and uh, 2000s like aesthetics of like big office buildings that are, that are now left empty. Office buildings, like schools, like particularly like the, you know, like the doors to a school or whatever. You get a lot of like photos of that. Yeah. 
So stuff that makes people feel uh, a longing for a past that was never really real. Yeah, yeah. and like a, like a a longing for like this sense of home and this sense of like a yeah. safe home yeah. that you maybe that you never actually really had. Um, yeah. Yeah, because so, you hated being in school. You just have forgotten it. Just yeah, being yeah. An adult but you've kind of too. mythologized it. Or like, uh, Hirsch calls it post-memory, when you mm-hmm. re-remember things based on your, your sort of current yeah. standpoint. Yeah. So the the sort of doomer accelerationism of this of this kind of variant of fast wave or this like evolution of fast wave uh, was was also accompanied by by groups like the Boogaloo Boys who were starting to make their memes in this in this style as well. I, I have I have a few examples of fast wave here um, showing to to Robert and James. Son and Rads were pretty were pretty popular. Yeah. It's like the the sun wheel version of, of the swastika essentially. But a lot of these are like remember tradition, embrace your race, with like Nazi figures in like this monochrome style uh, over over like scan lines, like you would see on like a like an old like arcade video game that has like that has like a horizon. Um, but you know, all like n- neon colors, kind of kind of like glitchy type stuff. There's there's one Trump one here from uh, from like 2018 where he has uh, glowing yellow eyes, um, also in the fast wave style. So. This was kind of the the aesthetic around around 2019 here, um, and like Fastwave was definitely still common on image boards like 4chan, 8chan, and 8kun. Uh, but the but the ever present kind of Hitler particles and poor web design on those sites drove away most of the mega conservatives who might try to stumble on to 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 4chan or uh, or to 8chan to like watch QAnon stuff. It was just it was just the site was too hostile to them. Um, and then circa like 2020, among waves of Twitter and Facebook suspensions, Trump supporters and high-profile far-right figures started congregating on other platforms. A few Twitter clones popped off, like Parler and eventually Trump's own Truth Social, but a number of mega-conservatives also ended up on Telegram, uh, in part due to Telegram's largely hands-off approach to moderation. So around this 2020 and like just post 2020 uh, time period is when Telegram began functioning as the far right's very own cultic milieu, a sort of like shared online space where various memes, ideologies, conspiracy theories and propaganda could all intermingle with each other and spread. Now, part of this is how Telegram operates as a platform. Um, I'm going to quote from an article about Telegram and the cultic milieu from Logically, quote, Telegram offers features that straddle the line in between social media and messaging app. Users can create channels, which function as one-way message channels that allow someone to send a feed of messages available to all of their subscribers. Public channels and group chats are searchable by name, allowing anyone to subscribe to a public channel or join a public group. Channels and groups are uniquely connected on Telegram. When a message is forwarded from a public channel into another channel or group, it links back to the original group, creating a chain in between different channels and groups. Another common feature is for users to advertise for channels and groups in other channels and groups, with some users creating directories of these channels and these big group chats that have extremist content." So this kind of interconnected nature that allows this this chain link of of being able to forward a message, like you have a Telegram channel with like three thousand people in it, and you post fast wave memes. You can make some fast wave memes in the style of like Trump, 
And then you can forward this message to a Trump channel that has 45,000 members in it. They see this meme, they might like it, they click the meme, it sends them back into your 3,000 person channel. So now they're gonna get exposed to all of the other weird shit you have going on. So it became a really easy way to kind of make a rabbit hole and like a, and like a pipeline for, for people to get exposed to new aesthetics, new ideologies, and, and especially conspiracy theories. I think we should have an ad break now, and we will uh, return to talk about uh, yes. the the increased Trumpian focus on on fashion wave that happened as a result of this kind of telegram cross proliferation. That's right, everybody. Uh, we're gonna break for ads from our sponsors, uh, who who also sponsor Lord Miles Rutledge. So, um, you know, let's hear it up for these ads from the Taliban. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Ah, we're back, and I don't know about you guys, but Taliban's making a lot of sense these days to me. Good picnics, you know? really good. Yeah, good guys to I go like. On a picnic with. I like their war on wokeness. Yeah. <laughs> Spe- speaking to- speaking of a war on wokeness, <laughs> that leads um, us right back to old Ron, old meatball Ron. <laughs> Uh, so oh, to, 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 to understand what the fuck is going on in that Ron DeSantis video, this is probably one of the most important, important little tidbits of knowledge that some people may be overlooking is this brief fever dream known as dark mega. Um, oh God. <laughs> yeah, it gets worse. No, I know. I'm just glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad this one didn't work out the way they'd hoped. No, it yeah. didn't. It did not work out. So yeah, no, the opposite of the way they hoped. Yeah. So because of this kind of telegram cross proliferation, the far right's mimetic aesthetic went through a sort of coagulation after 2020, which eventually resulted in the upsetting, albeit uh, uh, short-lived, dark mega, also known as ultra mega, both of which are horrible names. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember Ultra Mega being big and like people putting their Twitter handles along with like an eagle and a flag. Yeah. yeah. So the dark mega trend started around a year after the January 6th Capitol attack and steadily grew in popularity for the next few months during the lead up to the 2022 midterm elections. After two years of right-wing influencers and politicians operating in Telegram's cultic milieu, the influence of militant accelerationist propaganda is immediately apparent in this new stylistic iteration, which is basically downstream from Fashwave. Dark Mega promoted a form of dystopian-inspired overt authoritarianism, with the assumed direct control laser eyes front and center and for emphasizing militaristic domestic connotations. Dimly lit images were usually edited in red or blue monochrome. Dramatic images of Trump are fairly prominent, as is the presence of weapons and the occasional Nazi symbol. I have uh, two examples of, of Fashwave here for 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 the uh, for the gallery. Uh, James, what do you what do you think of this? This is <laughs> of these of these two pictures. First of all, they look like somebody used like a MS Paint. Like it's kind of that. that, no, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the tier of work we're no, looking at here. The, none of these are well edited. <laughs> no, it, they're it's not. Nineties like horror. Uh, yeah, it is. It, yeah, it, it is. One of them, the one on the left, he looks like it's like he it's like looks a like he's in almost. like the, the the eighth movie in like a Jason or Freddy type series, right? Yes. Where it's like yes. straight yeah, to DVD, was... like they're moving that shit right into the red box, and they just paid a guy forty five dollars to mock up a cover. Like, yes, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is a 2B direct to digital remake. Yeah. The I, I one, do. He's like, it looks like it's like, uh, like being developed in a dark room. It's like red yeah, on black. It's like but, all red yeah. and black. His eyes are glowing blue. He, he has a musket. A, it appears to be like a long, a Springfield long rifle or something yeah. like that. I couldn't tell you the exact type, but yeah. that does. I am now thinking about like. So if you've ever loaded black powder, you tend to like have, you know, like a, a wrapped, you know, cartridge that's got the ball and the powder and you rip it in half in your mouth and you pour the powder and then you like spit the. Anyway, Trump is such a germaphobe. I just desperately <laughs> want to see him try to like manage yeah, a black yeah. powder rifle. Uh, I would I would really deeply enjoy that. <laughs> it's as good as uh, Tucker Carlson shooting the uh, like the select fire rifle was a very funny moment. In yeah. Guys who pretend to like guns. Yeah. So. And then uh, the, the the other more horror-inspired one has has text at the bottom that says, it's time to just kill them with, with yeah, Trump, again, with Trump like, and yeah. red laser eyes. Um, I, was un- I, I was upset to find out that the original person, like the, the original like, Nazi who coined the term Dark Mega, which, which, which kind of started this trend, uh, followed me on Twitter, which wasn't, <laughs> wasn't great. Oh, no. Oh, no. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a fun thing I discovered over the course of researching this episode. So one pro-Trump neo-Nazi described Dark Mega as such, quote, Dark Mega is the aesthetic demand that Trump embrace a harder and more focused approach in the role only he can fill. He was too kind hearted, too forgiving. Dark Mega demands he learn oh. from his mistakes. Um, another mm-hmm. another dark mega proponent just d- described uh, described the intentionality behind the movement of being quote if you want to win if you don't want to repeat the past you have to get mean you have to almost embrace the villain role that they're bringing you with oh. so that's fun 
Um, yeah. but, uh, but like Dark Mega's ambitions were to be more than just a meme, in, but instead kind of be the first real attempt at a coherent post-alt-right aesthetic that was being pushed by mainstream political actors. Uh, and included in this push was kind of a, uh, a pressuring back toward militant posturing after the failed pseudo-coup on January 6th. Because in those first few months after J6, everyone was like, oh, you know, we probably shouldn't be doing super overt, like violent propaganda if we're if we're like on the right. And then over over time, and I think Dark Mega was part of this, was uh, the right realizing that maybe they should just keep going and like go back to that much more kind of mi like militant posturing that they were doing beforehand. Yeah. Um, I have I've I have uh, a few other a few other dark dark mega images here. One with Trump in a skull mask and uh, and pit vipers holding a Bible in front of a pit, pit vipers. Pit vipers are a type of like ski sunglasses yeah. that have a very distinctive look. There's nothing wrong with them. The company is actually anti-Nazi. Yeah. Whenever people <laughs> yeah, post their po pit vipers pictures, they will like donate the price of that pair of pit vipers to, you know, the ADL or something. But they've become a signifier for Nazis for reasons that, we probably don't need to explain it later. No, today. Uh, but yeah. you can read an article by me and Robert and Bellingcat about yes. White Boy Summer if you want to. <laughs> yeah. If you want, if you to really hear, need that right now. <laughs> if you really want to hear more about pit vipers, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we can explain this shit at length, bro. <laughs> and then, and then I have these two other images of Trump in front of these American flags, and one of them's edited in a glitchy style with him holding a. Uh, it looks like some type of like machine gun or something. Is it a Tommy yeah. gun? Tommy yeah, gun, yeah. It might be a Tommy. I can't really tell. It's too small to see. Oh, no, yeah, no. That, that's got to be some sort of like either AR or 9mm uh, carbine with a suppressor okay. on it is what it looks oh, like I, at I least to me. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I think it's generic. He's got a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it, Wolfenstein style, almost that one. Yeah, like, uh, uh, all of these guys are obsessed with Wolfenstein. Yes. Oh yeah. The, that, the, the, very good, James. You figured it out. <laughs> There's a longer yes. conversation to be had about because Wolfenstein, the most recent game, not a pro-Nazi game. No, they're but all anti-Nazi. But because it, you know, it's it's a game where like the Nazis won the war and you're like fighting them, yada yada yada. Because they're trying to do like future Nazi troopers, and it's like a video game where you, you want to make the bad guys look cool. Same thing yeah. as like making the demons look cool in Doom, and that you know, it's like it's kind of hard for Nazis to not like that. <laughs> very, very selectively edited clips of Wolfenstein mm -hmm. cutscenes and music appears in fast wave propaganda fairly often. The Pierce and Schizoway propaganda, which is kind of another mm -hmm. downstream iteration of Ashwave, which I am not going to cover on this episode. Um, and the, I guess the, the one other meme style we have here is red and dark blue monochrome with Trump with these blue laser eyes. And this is kind of the this is like the main dark mega aesthetic here is is, is this one that's just like red with 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 like a dark, dark blue as like the accent and then these little laser eye things. Um, so Dark Mega had the goal of serving as both a rebrand and an attempt to reunify the various disparate factions of the online right into using attention-grabbing authoritarian propaganda to push Trump and his supporters even further into the extreme, while holding on the legitimacy that is lacking in the contemporary sketchiness of like the Proud Boy groups or like Patriot Front. Um, which especially after J6, the Proud Boys le legitimacy t took a big hit. And all of these fucking dark mega guys think that Patriot Front's like a fed op. Um, 
So it's 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 a it's a way to kind of like push a new version of the alt right that still relies on the legitimacy of Trump. To quote the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, quote, the secondary aim of dark mega is to launder more extreme narratives and aesthetics into the mainstream Trumpist movement and attempt to introduce mainstream conservatives to more extreme parts of the right through melding Trump memes with these different aesthetics. So uh, like we kind of mentioned before, the the previous attempt at this was the white boy summer trend from 2021, which I and oh, Robert God. have already wrote about before. Um, and white boy summer was influenced by very similar kind of fast wave telegram aesthetics, but it was only really successful in leaking through to one or two Republican politicians, uh, namely Paul Gosar. Paul Gosar, you can look him up if you want. He's one of the Republicans who had a degree of mainstream legitimacy and was also super tight with like just straight up, we want to set off bombs places, Nazis. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dark Mega, on the other hand, was picked up by a large handful of conservative politicians, as well as like the usual suspects made up of right wing influencers and content creators. Uh, among the dark mega proponents were Republican candidates like Tim Swain, a former strategist, now Blaze TV employee, Logan Hall, uh, Andrew McCarthy, far-right propagandist Jack Sobiec, uh, now former Congressman uh, M Madison Cawthorn, and uh, former White House lawyer Andrew Kloster, and uh, and was even uh, boosted by the father of, of accelerationism, uh, Nick Land, was a, was, a, was a brief dark mega proponent himself. Um, famously, Marjorie Taylor Greene joined in on the action in May of 2022 under the hashtag Ultra Mega, but with the same like red monochrome images with the with with the big glowing eyes. Um, probably the most upsetting bit of dark mega lore was a post that Madison Cawthorn wrote on Instagram. He 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 had this post full of like, here is the list of of America first conservatives. Look how small the list actually is of people who are truly America first. And attached to this little image of this list, uh, he wrote an extremely unhinged dark mega post. This was also in May of 2022. Quote, the time for genteel politics as usual has come to an end. It's time for the rise of the new right. It's time for dark mega to truly take command. We have an enemy to defeat, but we will never be able to defeat them until we defeat the cowardly and weak members of our own party. Their days are numbered. We are coming, unquote. So uh, this this rhetoric did not secure Madison Cawthorn uh, continued employment in the House of Representatives. <laughs> yeah, it turns out yeah. <laughs> most people in national politics are not entirely telegram brained. Like have no. not just had their skulls melted by that shit. Oh, <laughs> um, so so yeah. Uh to to quote an, an to So yeah, uh to quote an analysis from the Global Network on Extremism and Technology, quote Dark Mega is an embodiment of the revenge president burst from the far right's urge to reclaim what they crave and have lost, power. Proponents seek to punish their political enemies without attending to political correctness. Dark Mega is an appeal to accept the true desires of the most uh, dissident Trump supporters and mainstream their feelings through the medium of memes, which played a crucial role in 2016 election. So, Dark Mega peaked as an online search topic back in May of 2022. 
And it may have reached like peak popularity in actual like spread of memes as early as March of 2022. I think it I, I think it peaked in May because there was a few news articles about it. So more yeah. kind of normies were like Googling what yeah. it was. But it the actual peak was only in March of 2022. It only lasted like three months. Um you can you can still find some dark mega bubbling under the surface, but only by like random Nazis and like that doesn't that does that that's not signifying any kind of like political movement. Um and the reason why Dark Mega kind of stopped being effective in b- b- between between March and May of 2022 is that there was there was there was something that happened that summer uh, and and that spring that effectively killed Dark Mega <laughs> while also dealing a pretty big body blow to Fashwave in general. And we will learn more about about Brandon's special secret operation in in part two. That's right. This is going to be a surprise two parter yeah, because, because because I wrote Gary, too many words. Yeah, yeah. Because this took an hour and a half to record of dense dense information. So now now it's two days. You guys get to enjoy this for two days. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.